Do you want victory? You can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder and executive director of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. We have been talking about the fact that God not only exists, but He speaks. He is not silent. We come to a God who has spoken through the creation, and the psalm that we looked at yesterday that talks about how God's glory is seen in creation goes on in that same psalm to talk about the law of the Lord and how wonderful it is that God has given us His Word so that we would know what it is that we're supposed to do. The difficulty, of course, is that we don't do it. It's not a problem with ignorance alone. Yes, there are many people who don't know what they should, and Jesus would speak to that on more than one occasion. But our problem is, even when we do know what we ought to do, we don't do it. That's why we desperately need a Savior. And God willing, tomorrow we'll look at Jesus as God's final word. But Today, we want to look at the nature of Scripture itself, and we're going to begin, there are a few passages we'll look at, but let's begin over in 2 Peter. 2 Peter, chapter 1, beginning in verse 16. Peter says, there are some things I want to remind you of because they're absolutely essential. It is vital that you not lose sight of these. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. And we have the word of the prophets made more certain, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Above all, you must understand this. Now, would you say then that our doctrine of Scripture 
is an essential doctrine, or is it just one of those things that some Christians agree, and some people believe that, but other people, you know, they, they have a different view of Scripture. They don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God. They believe it contains the Word of God. God speaks to us through the Bible, but it's not as if the whole thing's true. Let me tell you something. Either it's true or it isn't. And either you believe it or you don't. Don't kid yourself. Don't try and slide along in a fog hoping that it just, you know, I'm not going to have to come to grips with it. Why don't people want to believe the Bible? It's not because it strains credulity to know that there is an infinite, almighty, all-knowing God. That's not our problem. Our problem is that if this is true, we need a Savior. If this is true and we receive Jesus as our Savior, we got to receive him as our Lord. That means he's the boss. That means I can't just keep running my own life the way I want to and ask God to forgive me. So, there's an appeal to having doubts. Now, can a genuine Christian be assailed with doubt? Absolutely. Is that something you have to be ashamed of? No, but it is something you need to deal with. There are many things in the scripture that are hard to understand. In fact, while you're in 2 Peter, go over to chapter 3, one of my favorite passages. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. He is referring to the writings of St. Paul as Scripture. He is putting it in the category with God's revealed Word, because it is. God is not silent. God speaks. And God has spoken not only through the creation, so that men are without excuse. But God has revealed his word through the holy prophets, through the writings that have been passed down. And the more you study this book, the more you have opportunity to see how it all ties together and ultimately all points to Jesus. I recommend reading the Bible through in a year. I recommend, it's not hard. I mean, you may think, oh, I've, I've heard of that. I've... It's easy because it's fun. It's rich. It's wonderful. Okay? I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying, this is delicious. You ought to have some. You will find as you read the scriptures, and it all ties together. It's like, wow, wow, wow. It's wonderful. But, as Peter, who referenced Paul's writings as part of the scriptures, 
As Peter noted, some of the stuff Paul writes is pretty hard to understand. Actually, Paul's not the only one. There's stuff in the Bible that just still makes me scratch my head. And furthermore, there are things in the Bible that I've read and I've read and I've read and I've read and and then I see it. You know why? Because God's Word is alive. It does not change, but it changes us. And so, read it, study it, and pray every time you go to God's Word. Say, Lord, show me what you want me to see. Teach me what you want me to know. What is God saying to you through His Word? Because everything else is going to go away. Heaven and earth may pass away, but the Word of the Lord endures forever. You are listening to Abiding in Christ with Pastor Jim Wood. Pastor Wood is a popular speaker for family and marriage retreats, conferences, and pro-life fundraisers. If you are planning an event, a retreat, or conference, and would like to invite Pastor Wood to speak or teach, please visit WVR.org and fill out our speaker request form. At this site, you will also find over a dozen books authored by Pastor Wood and his wife, Susan. Again, please visit WVR.org today. To step out of my comfort zone to the realm of the unknown where Jesus is. So, Peter, writing late in his life, says, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful image. Now, was that Peter's understanding from the start? Look at Acts chapter 1. This is just prior to Pentecost as they're obediently waiting in Jerusalem because Jesus had told them to before he ascended to the Father. In Acts chapter 1, verse 15 and following. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through the mouth of David, concerning Judas, who served as a guide to those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in this ministry. And then he goes on to talk about what the scripture said. But I want you to notice this. He didn't say, as our ancient king David said. He said, as the Holy Spirit spoke through the mouth of David. The Holy Spirit was the one speaking. This which he's about to quote, he recognizes as the Jewish people recognized. This is God's word. God's Word. The Holy Spirit spoke this, Peter says. Now, where did he get such a view of Scripture? Well, as I said, the Jewish people were supposed to know that. But that doesn't mean that they all really believed. The Pharisees tended to be diligent in memorizing the Scriptures. They were the lay people 
who were very serious about Bible study. They were utterly convinced that the Bible is true. They knew it was true, but the problem is they still didn't get the point. They still didn't get it. Well, why do you say that? Well, because Jesus would say to them when they asked a question, you are mistaken because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. It's possible to memorize large quantities of scripture and still not know the scriptures. Because they didn't understand what it meant. He said, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. But they're talking about me. More on that tomorrow, God willing. But I want us to understand that this book we have, that we are so privileged to have, that people have given their lives, not just risked their lives, they've given their lives for us to have this book in our own language. We need to treasure this and study it and memorize it and believe it and obey it. But not everyone does. Second Timothy, chapter 3. This is God's Word. Mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. Look at verse 10 and following. You, however, know all about my teaching my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus." All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped 
for every good work. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. The scriptures are not the product of man. This is one book made up of 66 books. God put it together in such a way that we have this perfect treasure. Well, that's putting an awful lot of faith in God. Good place to put an awful lot of faith. Okay? He's trustworthy. Do you want to know the will of God? God's not going to say, well, good luck. I'm not feeling like giving instruction today. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all men generously without making us feel foolish for having asked. Do you want to know what's true? Ask him. He answers. He'll show you. Do you want to understand the scriptures? Tell him. I have seen people of limited intelligence who had way more wisdom than some of the people with more than one PhD. I've also seen people with more than one PhD who have enormous wisdom because they believe God. They trust Him. It's not just, as we've said before, not just believing this doctrine, this doctrine, this doctrine, this doctrine. It's trusting the God who loved us so much that he sent his son to save us. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? You don't have to be afraid that God's somehow going to stiff you. Well, I bet I've, I've done some bad things. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody's going to stand approved in God's sight because they kept the law. How many people are going to be justified by keeping the law? Zero. Okay? Nobody. We only have access to God's presence through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That being the case, we need to take seriously what Jesus tells us about the Scriptures. And you know what Jesus said after he rose from the dead? He said, how foolish and slow of heart you were to believe what the Scriptures said. All of this had to happen to me, Jesus said, in order to fulfill the Scriptures. Well, why did it have to be like that? Because God said so. God said this is the way it's going to happen. Jesus is the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the world. It was all decided. God isn't making things up as He goes along. God has foreordained the end from the beginning. 
And you and I need to take seriously everything he says. Well, Pastor Wood, um, I mean, you're making it sound like even the Old Testament is God's word. Of course! Those are the scriptures Jesus was talking about when he said the scriptures had to be fulfilled. Well, so does that mean we're under law? No, read the book. Even in the Old Testament, he said, I'm going to give a new covenant. I'm going to write my law on your hearts. And so when you read the whole thing, it all fits together. And as I said, God's word doesn't change, but it'll change you. It changes us. Romans 12, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We need to start seeing things the way God sees them. And that happens as we see what God says and believe His Word. We live in a world where our enemy is not flesh and blood, but it's principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this present age and spiritual wickedness in high places. And I would have zero hope if not for the fact that my Redeemer lives. You and I need to understand that if we're going to stand strong, if we're going to face the persecution that is inevitable for those who are determined to do whatever God says, if we're going to do that, we need to continue in what we've learned and have become convinced of, holding on to the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make us wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. What are the Scriptures supposed to do? What is their point? What is their purpose? To help us trust Jesus. That's where our salvation comes from. Salvation comes through Christ Jesus. Those who trust in Him are saved. Those who do not, the wrath of God remains on them. Well, if I'm going to do this, I need to remember that all Scripture is God-breathed. That's why it's inerrant. It's because God doesn't lie. God doesn't make mistakes. And anybody who says, well, I'm willing to believe that the Bible is authoritative, but I'm not willing to say that it's without error. Well, you've just made an error. If you approach God's Word not believing God, you've got a real problem. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Follow me. All Scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The sufficiency of Scripture. We don't need another book to go along with it. Martin Luther said to his students, study the Scriptures. They will shed great light on the commentaries. When you read the commentaries and then look at the Bible through that lens, 
it's like looking through the bottom of a bottle. Often. Not always. But often. When you look at the scriptures, and then you read the commentary, sometimes you'll say, yep, that is what it says. And sometimes you'll say, ha, I don't think this guy really studied the passage. If it lines up with scripture, it's true. If it doesn't, it's not. Because this is God's word. Don't doubt it. Learn it. Believe it. Obey it. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.